0: Evan Marquette, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, your personal trainer for love. Welcome back to the Love You Podcast, where you're going to learn everything you need to know about dating, relationships, sex, and men from a man's point of view. And today, we're asking the question: What behavior is unacceptable in a relationship? And I've been around the block long enough to know that the first thing that immediately jumps out to most women, including you, is no cheating. Right? And you're not going to find any argument for me. This is not a pro cheating podcast, but. To me it's not a very interesting question about what's acceptable or unacceptable if all we're going to talk about is how honesty is important nobody disagrees so let's concur together that there are certain egregious things like cheating and lying and physical and verbal abuse that are completely unacceptable in a relationship right there's nothing to discuss there but that does leave us with a lot of gray area as to what is acceptable porn use learning Drinking, smoking, drugs, video games, working late, traveling, spending too much time with friends, family, passions, and hobbies. That's where this all becomes very personal and very subjective. In a few minutes, I'm going to take some calls and help you navigate what's acceptable and unacceptable. But before I do, I want to throw in a little wrinkle and toss out a couple ideas that I'm almost positive uh, my caller is not going to bring up. In addition to the obvious deal breakers that I I previously mentioned, I want to add two unacceptable things for you, two things that you should find unacceptable, and I've wanted to say this for a long time. Number one, staying with the wrong man and hoping he changes is completely unacceptable. You might be the greatest catch in the entire world, and I can be the world's greatest dating coach, but if you're with a guy that you can't accept 100% because he doesn't consistently make you happy you are signing your own death warrant number two the other thing that's unacceptable quitting because dating is too tough unless you want to be alone for the rest of your life and never experience the feeling of unconditional love quitting is never an option okay so when we're talking about acceptable and unacceptable we're going to be talking about all stupid things guys do wrong but i want to point out what you are doing wrong staying with the wrong guy hoping he changes and giving up on dating relationships and men because of the experiences you your past. Those two things are completely unacceptable and if you're doing them, I need you to stick with me so we can get you to the other side and help you find the relationship you deserve. So I'm aware nobody um, nobody goes to these kind of things to feel judged or chastised. It's it's much easier to focus on uh, what boyfriends do wrong, right? And I can sort of play judge and jury to them. But if you've learned anything from me, you should know that you can't control men, you can only control your reaction to them. You can't control the men that you're attracted to, you can't control the men that are attracted to you, but you can control how you communicate with them, how long you stay with them. Don't stay with the wrong man, (laughs) don't quit. Everything else is somewhat negotiable. So uh, I wanna go to the phones, I wanna take a a question from uh, Michelle and find out what behavior she's been wrestling with and see if we could lead her into the light. Hello, Michelle.
1: Hi, Evan. Hey. I've uh, I've been following your blog for a long time and I finally have a boyfriend who's the nice guy with balls that you talk so much about. Let's hear it for balls. We friend- huh? Let's hear it for balls. <laughs> I'm having a hard time hearing you. One more time?
0: I said, let's hear it for balls.
1: Yeah, OK. So <laughs> we've been friends for a while and then we've been dating for about two months and it's been going great. We recently had some tension about his drinking. Uh, While I don't think he's an alcoholic, I think he may drink an unhealthy amount. He's kind of a bigger guy and has about four beers most nights. His family and his coworkers are kind of big drinkers, and when he's around them, he tends to get drunk, which is about every couple weeks. I don't know if this is me being controlling or paranoid, uh, trying to predict the future, or if he really just drinks too much and it's something that could be problematic later on. I guess I'm feeling scared to get invested in someone that is such a heavy drinker, although I know right now I'm just supposed to be having fun, not worrying about this guy <coughs> being my husband sure. just having a little bit of wrestling with how to navigate this
0: uh, Michelle, have you ever taken love you? You seem to be pretty on the ball
1: i yes, I have taken it I
0: did take I, it I, I could I could tell by how you talk that's pretty amazing that's cool yeah um, uh Well, let me congratulate you on having uh, the boyfriend who's a nice guy with balls. I want to apologize for the shadow that's across my face. I've got these Venetian blinds. It looks a little weird. So I'm trying to figure out how to get away from that. Um, Maybe there? There.
1: Yes, I'm here. I'm here.
0: So, um, uh, What you're dealing with right now is undoubtedly a a real dilemma. And I think only time is going to reveal how how problematic it is. So your why is not to turn a blind eye to it and you're is not to just cast them aside. This is all part of being the CEO of your own love life, right, just sitting back yeah. and seeing. okay, the intern's got the job, the intern has some flaws, is this person gonna be the person that I sign on the dotted line with for the rest of my life? Well, that's why you date someone for two years before you really worry about marriage. And those two years, if you determine in two years that you can't take his drinking, that will be a that will be a, a very considered move where you consider the ups and the downs and the goods and the bads before you toss him out of fear that it might be a problem. So, I, I'll I'll give a personal example. Again, it doesn't make me look good, but I think it's relevant. I have a history of anxiety. Right, like in my 20s, I was. You know, therapy and antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs, and I don't hide it. It's not something I brag about, mm-hmm. but I don't hide it. My my wife knew about that. You know, sometime in the first month of dating me, she didn't bail on me. She could have. Oh my god! I'm I don't want to be with a crazy guy. I mean, that's the the very black and white version. I don't want to be with a guy who might you know be unstable. Um, yeah. She. Never saw any evidence of that behavior that I had in my 20s. That was, you know, that was a, a function of a very certain time in, in my life. Um, but if it weren't, if she, if, if, if she determined, hey, I, I can't put up with this kind of instability, uh, that's, with, that's well within her rights too. May I ask how old you are? I'm 40. 40. Okay. How old is this guy? He's
1: 39.
0: Um, never married?
1: Uh, He, I've never been married and he's divorced.
0: He's divorced. Do you know why he's divorced?
1: Uh, His wife wasn't really committed in the relationship.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Um, I have to also acknowledge that a lot of this stuff is somewhat cultural and I don't know if it's benign or not. Um, Again, I I don't, I, I share things publicly not to make anybody look bad, but my wife is, Irish, and she's got a lot of alcoholism in her family, uh, including her uncle, her dad, etc. Her brothers, who are great guys, who may be listening right now, are also both big drinkers, 41 and 45. When they come to our house, they bring their own beer. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah.
0: uh, And it's, they are good boyfriend material. They're really good people. They just like their booze. Um, and apart from one DUI, um, it, uh, it hasn't caused any problems. So I think I would think in okay. terms of watching this thing develop and in terms of your safety, is it possible that it's a slippery slope to, you know, full blown alcoholism? Yes. In the realm that, that anything's possible and it's, it's a potential warning sign. I'd be more concerned not that when he goes out with his friends every couple weeks, he drinks a lot. If you're driving or he's Ubering, like as long as he's not at the wheel, that's okay. I'd be concerned okay. if he was having a six pack when he came home from work. You know it's what I mean?
1: more like four, yeah.
0: what I'm saying? But, but it, it's drinking on yeah. a daily basis as a crutch versus going out hard socially. Okay. Do you see this distinction? One is a sort of dependency on being in an altered state every day. And the other one is, if I'm going to have a drink, I want to get a buzz on. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I'm I'm feeling this out with you. I'm not an expert in this.
1: I guess I have the opposite opinion that, you know, just enjoying the taste of a beer when you get home or a couple beers when you get home isn't as bad. But why do you need to get drunk so often?
0: well again it's how how often is it and and how and how how far gone is it is it embarrassing drunk is it we need to carry you home is it uh,
1: no i
0: like in the night i mean it's we we're, we're talking about something that's on a spectrum so we have to we 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 can't just say okay i would never drink four beers and get drunk therefore it's inherently wrong that he does right what are yeah. the what are the actual ramifications apart from your your judgment about it, and I'm not blaming you for uh, not being on board, but apart from you being judged yeah. about how he does it, what is the fallout of his behavior?
1: So I guess sometimes when he has four beers, he's not drunk at all because he's a big guy. He has a high tolerance, but he'll drive in that situation. When he goes out with his friends and has 10 or more, he does not drive. Okay. Um. He also he is kind of annoying when he drinks too much. So that's where we kind of had some tension on New Year's because I just, I didn't enjoy his company. He wasn't sure. an asshole or anything like that. It just wasn't fun. Yeah.
0: He was a drunk guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think it's something to, to keep an eye on. And I think it's something to navigate. Uh, okay. the next time that this flares up and there will be a next time that it flares up. And when you talk to him about it, you're going to do so. In a way that doesn't—I've said this before, and I will repeat it—it it doesn't attack him and it doesn't make him wrong, right? It's
1: okay. That's where I went messed right? up.
0: Yeah, I really care about you. This is a great relationship. You treat me like gold, and I really value um, everything that we've—you know—we've established in these first three months, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the future. Um, uh, however, when you drink a lot it makes me feel right unsafe if you you insist on taking the wheel right or when you get yeah. when you get a little sloppy i'm not you know you're not i i think you've got a great personality i know you like to get a buzz on but it doesn't make me want to be around you in that condition um and I need help navigating this. I, you know, Again, I don't, I don't judge you at all for you know, liking to go out hard and ha- have a bunch to drink. Um, but the consequences is, A, I don't feel safe in the car with you after four, four drinks. And B, I don't have as much fun when I go out with you when you're like that. And I don't want to be your mother and, and all that kind of stuff. But is there a way we could find a, a happy medium where if you say, hey, I'm going to drink more than five drinks tonight, I could drive home. Uh, or if you know that you, you're, you're going to go out hard, we could, take, we could take, take separate cars, you could take an Uber, I'll leave early. I just it, it makes me feel bad when you're in that condition. And I know you're just having fun and you don't want me to feel bad. So how could we come up with a solution? Right, so it's, oh, it's, I like that. So it's, that sounds
1: the, better. The angle
0: is not you're a future alcoholic and you're embarrassing me. Right? It's <laughs> we, are, we are a couple and we are attempting to solve a problem where I am upset. So it's not an attack on him. It's his behavior inadvertently made you feel X, right? So okay. you're not attacking his character. You're saying the byproduct of his behavior makes you feel a certain way. And no boyfriend wants to make his girlfriend unhappy. He might get a little defensive, yeah. but at the end of the day, when, a, when someone you care about says, hey, you know this thing that you do? It makes me unhappy. My, my wife did this with me the other day. It was a New Year's Eve party, and I was talking about politics, and I was the only liberal guy in the room, and there were three conservatives yelling at me <laughs> at this party, and she goes, why does that always follow you? Like, why, why is it always you? All right, and so we had a talking to, not, not you need to change, but you know the ramifications of your behavior, I don't want you to alienate my girlfriend because you're, you're a liberal. <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah, I definitely think I came off kind of uptight and judgmental. I just don't know what the line is with what is considered too much drinking and what's not. I think he's really...
0: I, I think the line is not about the number of beers. It's, it's about the ramifications of his behavior. Okay. It's, it's Okay, that's it, helpful. Is he not getting to work because he can't function? Is it he, he, okay. is, uh, he, he is verbally abusive to you? Is, it, is there anything more than he just drinks more than I'd like? If, if when there's yeah. ramifications, okay. now now there's an actual case as to why it's problem drinking, not just fun drinking. But if there's really if there's okay. ramifications, I, I talked about my wife's brothers who really like their drink. There really haven't been ramifications. They have it in balance. They they like their drink. They Uber where they go. They know how to they know how to handle it, and they're good men. Okay. So. Okay. Now, I, I I don't wanna forgive drinking or sweep alcoholism under the rug because I, again I, I see of yeah. of really bad behavior, but I do think that it, kind of everything in moderation. So this is just sort of the heavy side of moderation. And it's up to you, Michelle, okay. to accept it. Maybe maybe some woman can. Maybe maybe it's not you. So you're not wrong if okay. you say I'm drawing a line. I'm saying the line is arbitrary, and that's that was what I started with today, is this is okay. the objective. Right. Some woman going to be like, it's okay if my husband smokes pot. And someone will be like, I'm so anti-drugs. I think it's disgusting. Neither of them is wrong. Okay. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I'm worried maybe it's a little bit unhealthy. Either. He is a bigger guy. I don't think he's impaired when he's driving on four beers. I think it's DUI material, and I think that's what makes me uncomfortable with it. But I okay. guess that's his and, consequence and, 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 if he and gets And
0: offering, since you are um, – uh, uh, a love you graduate. Since you're a love you graduate, you, you actually understand the difference between constructive and destructive criticism, right?
1: Yeah. Right?
0: Destructive is you're a drunk asshole and you're embarrassing me. <laughs> constructive yeah. is I'm worried about your safety. Okay. He could hear. He could hear. I'm worried about your safety without getting angry. Okay right? You care about him. That's the only reason you bring it up. This isn't about you. It's about him. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. That's helpful. Thank you. All
0: right. My pleasure. Thanks for being here on the Love You podcast.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. All
0: right. Good stuff. Our next caller is Jill. Hello, Jill.
2: Hi, Evan. How are you?
0: I'm delightful. How are you? Good.
2: Good. Thank you.
0: What can I do for you today?
2: Uh, so I don't have the written question out in front of me, but I Um, I had a boyfriend, he's not a current boyfriend, and one of the things that caused a lot of problems during our relationship was his sister. Um, She didn't like me, and there was no interaction that I had directly with her that elicited any negative feelings on her part. Where her negative came from is if he and I had had a discussion or an argument or a disagreement, then he would go and tell her, and then she would get mad. And think that I wasn't good enough for him or that that shouldn't have happened and kind of like thinking that she needed to protect her adult brother which in my opinion he was an adult and if he needed to vent to her that's fine that's one thing but if she cannot think about it rationally and it's going to affect how she sees me and treats me that he in my opinion it should have been that he should have said look you know I shouldn't have told you these things you know she's a great person I love her you need to be nice to her and he never did that when I and I actually did have a conversation with him and told him you know she's she's not very nice and I had multiple examples of when this happened and he was right there witnessing it and he said yeah my sister's a a bee and there's nothing I can do about it and I said well can't you you know if I said do you love me he said yeah I said then can you talk to her and tell her to, to be nice to me? And he said, well, it's, that's not my place. It, the problem is between you and her. There's nothing I can do. So ultimately, I think that was a very big part of why we the relationship ended. Okay.
0: And so your question... And so
2: yes. my question is, was I unreasonable in thinking that he should have played a part in basically telling his sister and not be involved and then to be respectful to me. Because she even got to the point where she said, she's not invited to any family functions and then he would go without me, which I get. It's not, you know, I wasn't in a position to say, I was just the girlfriend, I wasn't the wife. You either pick your family or me, I wasn't doing that. But I do feel like he should have at some point said, you know, at least stood up to me or for me to his sister and told her to be nice and took a firm
0: stance. So am I
2: unreasonable in thinking that?
0: No, you're not unreasonable. I completely, I completely agree with you. Um, And it's not usual for me to take a call where uh, my advice is that you're right. Because there's not much to learn from you're right, Jill. Um, Yeah, I think of, uh, I think of my, my wife, who was married before. um, And she had a husband who cheated on her. And she'd tell her best friend. And they had an agreement is when i tell you something you cannot judge my husband right it's my job to decide how to judge my husband it's your job to support me right and when you see us out in public you know you you can't you can't treat him as if he's the enemy right i'm trying to reconcile with him even though he cheated on me so even though you know this inside information you have to be a good soldier and get behind me on this one and that was their agreement and I thought that was just very wise. My wife was in her early 30s when she did. I thought it was just very, very wise. Um, I've written extensively about the, the, the bond that a couple has and why it's very important to stand up to family members who don't support them. Um, uh, I'm sure there are ex- exceptions to this rule where the family is right and the partner is wrong, so it's not like a one-sided thing. But if... I'm trying to think of an example... In my again, I'll just use myself because it's easiest. Early in my marriage, mm-hmm. I remember my my mom criticizing and my mom probably listening. Sorry, mom, criticizing my wife for mm-hmm. something. And uh, I just I said no, not that's not how this works. I mean, you brought me into this world. You gave me all the love in the world. I love you unconditionally, mom. But this is my wife. This is the way we do things. It may be different than the way you and dad did things but it's not your job to come into my house and criticize my wife, right? And I made that crystal clear, you know, broad dividing line. And um, we never really had a problem with that again. Um, So your boyfriend was uh, uh, conflict-averse, right? His, His sister was a bitch. He knew the best way to avoid fighting with her was to just give her her way and get out of her way. But mm-hmm. so she dominated yeah. family proceedings, and everybody involved becomes an enabler. Okay, well, we don't want to upset her, so we're just going to give her away, and that doesn't yeah. that doesn't create any boundaries, and therefore she can get away with murder. So, um, and again, I'm just rehashing what you've already told me. But but the the right man stands up for you, especially if you're right, right. It's, it's a hard conversation to tell your girlfriend, hey, you were wrong in this situation. In this situation where it sounds like it's almost objective that his sister was wrong and he agreed with you, um, he could have played mm-hmm. a much, much stronger role in brokering a piece and standing up to her and bringing you into the fold uh, and asking you two to sort it out really removes himself from any responsibility. And I think that's kind of a, uh, a cowardly move that ultimately cost him his girlfriend. So um, you know, you, you you need to have a better guy. Um it, this is, you know, it probably hurt, but it was a, a blessing, a blessing in disguise.
2: And and your opinion means a lot. I read your blogs and your You cut out, Jill. Oh wait, I think I'm back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You're
0: you're, you're giving me a compliment, so I don't want to lose you. I know.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was just saying, I I get your emails and I read your blog and I follow you on Facebook. So um, your opinion does, I value your opinion. And so the validation that you're giving me does really help me to, to put a lot of those questions that I had to rest and not worry about it and go forward with a lot of, you know, more firm confidence instead of, Thinking, am I the only one that thought this, or or what? So I do appreciate your feedback and the validation.
0: Well, well listen, it's, it's my 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 pleasure. Um, uh, it, it's my responsibility to help women find that sweet spot between being a great partner, which means taking responsibility for things you can do better, and setting firm boundaries and cutting off guys who are not worthy, right? So you never you're never a doormat, and you don't put up with stuff that's unacceptable, and there are a lot of good guys out there, but you have to sift through a bunch of bad before you get there. So, yeah. you know, I'm sorry that happened to you. I have a question for you, and it's sorry mm-hmm. it sounds uh, too uh, marketing. Have you read my book, Why He Disappeared?
2: Um, I did download it. Um, okay. That's actually I was researching a lot. It was actually when I was with this boyfriend, and I was searching for you know knowledge and information, and I did get your book. have already so, um I I read. Uh, You know, like bits and pieces of it here and there, and then the computer that it was downloaded on, um, stopped working.
0: So I'm not not quizzing you. I was just, (laughs) I know. Given given the tone of your call, I would think that would be a really good book for you. And you can email my assistant at support at evanmarkcats dot com, and she'll send you the password. Or you know, if we if we have proof that you purchased the book, we'll we'll get you that book so you can read.
2: It's fabulous
0: three pages you can finish it in two hours
2: excellent i appreciate that thank you
0: okay hey it's my pleasure thank you for being here thank you for joining me on the podcast
2: uh-huh thanks for having me
0: right. my pleasure so if you enjoyed this coaching and you want to be a future guest on the love you podcast go to facebook and become uh one of my followers uh facebook forward slash evan mark katz fan and that's where i normally solicit questions on the monday before our friday shooting dates and if you're not a facebook user and you just want to be on the show Go directly to evanmarkkatz.com forward slash podcast guest to see upcoming topics and ask questions directly through my website. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Love You Podcast. My name is Evan Mark Katz. And next week, I'm interviewing one of my favorite straight talking dating coaches. Her name is Bobby Palmer. She, her website is datelikeagrownup.com. Uh, and uh, I do think we'll agree on everything. Um, that's, that, that's, she's, I see her as a kindred spirit. Uh, But hey, you never know when two straight talkers get together what might arise. So you should definitely tune in. If you enjoy the Love You Podcast, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and on YouTube and follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And finally, and most importantly, I give away more free dating and relationship advice than anybody on the planet at www.evanmarkkatz.com. Give me your name and email address and I will help you get the love you deserve. See you again next week on the Love You Podcast.